There are legends round here, even if only in their own minds. Forgotten, but not dead. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name's Isaiah, joined tonight by Mark and Ted. How are you guys doing this weekend? Not bad. Pretty good, man. It's, you know, the rain finally cleared up, finally get to enjoy the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it actually just started raining here about an hour or so ago, but it's been, I don't know, it, it like rained for quite a while and like for quite a few days and then it's been nice and then all of a sudden we had another bad storm that kind of happened so it's been kind of on and off but that's typically how it is around here anyways so usually you have more rainy days than not so it's it's not surprising but uh yeah how's the weather down there ted we had a small shower earlier today it didn't last long. It was nice, though. Yeah. I mean, it didn't get dark or anything like that. And uh heard some thundering, but that was about it. Just, just a little rain. This is the type of rain I like. Not too heavy. Not too light. Okay. It is perfect. I love rain. I love a good rainstorm. That's for sure. Perfect, perfect, perfect time to pop in a good horror movie. Like, I remember uh, when I was a kid, like, anytime it would rain, I would pop in a Friday the 13th movie just because I thought it was perfect because half the time it's fucking raining as Uh Jason's chasing somebody through the woods or whatever. So I always thought it was a perfect movie. Yeah, that's how I was when I was a kid. I like to watch movies when it rained. I mean, there's really nothing else you could do. So, right. <laughs> that is. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But uh, other than that, what have you guys been up to this week? Not much, man. I mean, I, I haven't really watched a whole lot of anything this week other than like miscellaneous TV shows. I just started earlier today. I just started watching The Witcher again. Okay. Um, you're talking about the Netflix series, right? Oh yeah, the the I just keep getting that damn fucking song, the toss a coin to your Witcher song stuck in my head, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna go watch this fucking TV show. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. uh to, today. Uh, I mean, this weekend, just getting shit ready for the. I'm taking a vacation next weekend. I'm getting ready for that, and. uh Doing yard work, I had to put up a damn dog fence because our dogs keep getting out and getting to the neighbor's yard. So I had to put oh. up a, a shock fence. Nothing exciting, man. Nothing really. Just adulting, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. What about you, Ted? What have you been up to this week? I've just gone through my vinegar syndrome order from the, the cell. I watched uh, L.A. Wars, which is great, fun. Watched um, Blood Games, which was amazing. <laughs> which is funny because you and I ended up watching that at the same time. Yeah, not even knowing it. <laughs> Basically, close to the same time. I mean, you know, by the time I finished watching it, you know, I sent you the message. I was like, you know, Blood Games is awesome because I knew you ordered it too. And I was like, Blood Games is awesome. And you're like, oh, I'm watching it right now. I'm like, you're like in the middle of it. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Then I watched Pale Blood, which is a cool vampire movie with Wings Hauser. Freaking love Wings Hauser. Guy's over the top. He he just steals every scene he's in. Yeah. Which I didn't realize he was in the movie. So when his name popped up, I like cheered. I was like, I knew I was in for something special. And I was. So Pale Blood. So far, all the movies I ordered that have been fantastic to me. So, oh, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, I've I've been pleasantly surprised with, um, especially the order this time around, because uh, yeah. you know, 
I love Vinegar Syndrome. Some of their movies aren't the greatest, though. And uh, but I mean, you got to take the good with the bad because they do an amazing job with what they do. I mean, it's always obscure stuff, so I mean, you're gonna get bad along with the good. But it's it's been nice yeah. to get mostly good out of what I got from that sale. So, but yeah, definitely. Um, Blood Games was amazing. Uh, I'm planning on doing a a separate review of that for the podcast. It's kind of a bonus episode, so you guys can look forward to that here coming up. Maybe me and Ted will do it. I'm I'm not sure. I, either way, uh, I plan on doing one for sure for it. Just oh, to kind of all right. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, that'll probably be coming sometime next week as just kind of a bonus episode if you're into the. Vinegar Syndrome stuff, especially with how much we talk about it, I want to start doing reviews of the stuff that they put out. Not just the movie itself, but I'm talking the discs, the features, everything that that goes along with it. So be on the lookout for that. That'll be coming sometime probably next week. But uh, besides uh, Blood Games, I did watch LA Wars as well. Thought that was great. Even, Even though... Like what we we, t- we talked about earlier with the quality not being the greatest, with it being only the only known copy being from a sixteen millimeter, and uh, yeah. being full frame, which I hate full frame, but I put up with it and I thought it was fine. I, actually, honestly, I thought it worked more to its benefit with how that was. It it, it reminded me of watching something on VHS, and I, I thought it kind of had that quality to it, which mm-hmm. I didn't so mind much. Um, and so that, that was a fun movie to watch. And then I, today I watched, um, Dr. Jekyll's dungeon of death, which is great. It's got Kung Fu in it. It's got weirdness. It's got the horror aspect. It's got some weird sexual overtones in there. And we'll just leave it at that. Uh, but overall it's a really weird movie, but it's kind of, I ha- it was a fun movie to watch overall, especially with the kung fu scenes. It was it was kind of almost like it was Fight Club before Fight Club was even a thing because obviously this movie came back came out back in the seventies, so um, they kind of started that. I not necessarily started, but it, they they I thought I I highly enjoyed it, and I thoroughly highly suggest checking it out if you're into kind of weird horror movies because it's it's definitely weird. It's it's definitely a, a fun movie, and I'm glad I. That's one I I ended up picking up from the sale and whatnot. First rule of Six Fight Club is you do not talk about Six Fight Club. <laughs> oh, oh I I might be wrong, but I think the Fight Club book was written in the 70s. It might have been, and maybe the the guy got the idea from that mixing Fight Club and it was. Dr. It might Jekyll, have been the so. 80s. I, I might. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's been a while since i looked into that but yeah it was definitely before the movie came out for sure like most books but. right i wouldn't doubt it either way i mean it was it was a fun movie anyways so but uh i've got a shit ton to catch up on with vinegar syndrome for for movies because obviously even since the black friday sale i haven't watched a whole lot of them i've been kind of picking and choosing but kind of like mark at the end of this next week I start my nine day vacation, so I'm gonna be watching. Hell yeah! All of my Vinegar Syndrome movies that fucking nine days. I'm gonna be taking <laughs> each day to watch at least three movies. Is my plan is at least three movies during those days. So, so so I can hopefully get through the twenty plus Vinegar Syndrome movies I have. So I'm excited for that. That is for sure. But let's go ahead and. Uh, Let's talk a little bit of news here of, of stuff that's going to be coming up here. So we we did touch on uh, at least a couple weeks ago with the announcement that they are in pre-production on a new Evil Dead movie. We did report about how it was tentatively called Evil Dead Now. Well, Bruce Campbell has come back and said that the official title of the movie has been changed to Evil Dead Rise. And there's speculation that's gone around that this time around they're actually taking the setting of the movie out of the cabin and possibly moving it into a skyscraper. Which, uh, immediately when I heard about this, I thought of Demons 2. Is uh, is what I immediately thought of. I'm like, oh, that's 
interesting. It's already been done, but but honestly, it 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 might be a nice change of pace for Evil Dead if they move it into something new besides that at the cabin. You know, kind of like what they did when uh, they made Army of Darkness and bringing it back to the you know medieval times. So this could um, be something kind of cool if 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 done right and uh, possibly breathe new life into this franchise. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, man, I mean, I feel a little, I don't know, I guess, I don't, I don't want to say fooled, but I got just a tad bit upset because, you know, they, they said that Ash versus Evil Dead was the end of it, and I don't know the whole story. I think Stars canceled it. Yeah. But they said that was it. Personally, I would rather more of that, just because I already know I love that. But, mm-hmm. I mean... I already, I, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to be excited about it. Uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like this franchise has been ripped into so many different directions for being spread out for how long it has. Right. I mean, the, the idea of something like in the skyscraper is, it, it feels like you're taking the, this uh, phenomenon that happens out in the uh, remote locations and bringing it into like a city, which could be interesting, but it doesn't feel like Evil Dead. Personally, I mean, other than you know, Ash versus Evil Dead took it to the whole extreme already. So I don't know. Right. I, I just felt so many different mixed emotions about it. Other than the fact that it's more Evil Dead, it's more. It's more fuel for my inner gore whore, so I know I'll love right. that part of it. Um, I'm just sad about Ash vs. Evil Dead, man. That show was so awesome. <laughs> I agree. And it sucks that we'll never get Bruce Campbell back as Ash, other than in like video game form or something like that, which he's already been talking about how they're making an Evil Dead video game. Another one, at least. And um, so that, that, that kind of aspect is a little sad that in the movie TV world side of evil dead we won't see ash anymore and they're not going to be like recasting them from what bruce campbell said it's going to be completely new characters which i'm i'm all for i i, I don't mind them doing completely new characters because uh i don't want to see ash recast in any right sense and it, it, it expands the universe which is something i'm all about person i like the the idea whether you like the the movie of the remake or not but as an idea before it was a movie i liked it because it expanded the universe saying okay well ash took care of this evil and it was done or was it and then it happened again to another group of kids which makes it even more terrifying i think right Oh, I agree. See, everybody calls. The, I haven't seen the remake, but everybody calls it a remake. But other people treat it like it's an actual sequel. Because I just Ash, right, it's not a remake. You're right, but I mean, well, I haven't seen it. But I'm saying, doesn't Ash show up in like the end credits for like a one liner or something? Yeah, he he does, and it was kind of to set up a possible future movie with both characters um, mm-hmm. teaming up against the Evil Dead. But obviously, that never happened. But yeah, it's, you should. It's weird because it's like it's like a reboot, but it's not because it's also a sequel. It's it's kind of like I don't know. It's just a movie, honestly, set it's, in this it's universe. Like the thing twenty eleven, which was actually a prequel and not a remake, right? Well, the way I look at it is, it's just a completely different story on a different group of kids where the same type of it, situation happens to them. There's only like a few things that happen in the movie that are the same as the original. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, so it's it. this the way I looked at it was this thing, like it, it looked like it was the same cabin. It was the landscape was the same. So I'm going to go ahead and say it was all the same location. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it just happened to someone else. I like yeah. the skyscraper idea. I mean, that that's something new and different. I mean, it could be cool. Yeah. I mean, people hate. I mean, like you already mentioned demons too, but like you know, people hate on Poltergeist three, but Poltergeist three isn't really a bad movie, right? I don't, I don't think it is. I enjoyed it, and that took place in a skyscraper, which I've already heard. You know, people making fun like, oh, this this worked well for Poltergeist three, but I was like, this isn't Poltergeist three though, <laughs> right? 
Well, sometimes people just think of an idea and think that it won't be, think it's a terrible idea altogether. And then when they see the movie, they just can't get that thought out of their head and they just automatically hate it. Like they say, the, you know, like Hellraiser, like Pinhead in Space, when it really wasn't Hellraiser in Space, he was just recounting the history to someone on a spaceship. And the movie was, you know, in my opinion, was a good movie. But I, I, I agree too. I like I like the Bloodline Hellraiser. Right, Bloodline. but people couldn't get past the fact that he was on a spaceship and actually enjoy the movie. That's right. my opinion. Yeah, it's kind it's of the same with Jason the X too. Stuff, the space stuff only was what like twenty minutes of the whole movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, well I mean, Jason X for... was Jason in space. There's no way to get around that. He was that he was, was in space well, for even like still. 90% of the movie. <laughs> well, even that still, I mean, movie. it was a fun movie. It was it was a it was a lot better than Jason Goes to Hell, which I, I will oh, die yes, on that hill. Absolutely, and but, and it was better than uh, Leprechaun in space too. Yep, I agree. Yeah, but it's kind of the same thing where you know people, even back then, like people were starting to get tired of the in space movies around that time. And so Jason in space is kind of like, okay, well, well it was actually a decent movie, <laughs> you know, with all things considered. I mean, it's definitely not high tier Friday the 13th, but for what it was, it was a lot of fun. And it's kind of the same thing where, you know, you go in there, like you were saying with that mindset and it's, you're not going to enjoy it if you're just going in with that shitty mindset, basically. Well, there's this weird thought that I see going on that's like this collective unconscious thought that people have on the internet, which is where most of the bitching and complaining comes from, is that, you know, sci-fi horror and horror can't live in the same genre. They're two completely different things. Mm -hmm. And there was this huge debate. It was a long time ago. This guy got in a huge debate and... I, I, me along with a, few, a bunch of other people was trying to convince this guy that the movie Alien is a horror movie and he was just and him well, it was like this whole it was like the the internet was divided and I don't understand whether you call it sci-fi or not the movie like Alien it's about a monster which is the xenomorph that eats people yep. that's horror no matter no way around it it just happens in space. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> nope, I, I agree with that. Because, yeah. That's the first movie I think of when people say sci-fi horror is pretty much alien. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, overall, I, I'm excited for it. Because I've, I've always loved Evil Dead. And I've loved everything that they've done with Evil Dead. So, I, I mean, with Bruce Campbell producing along with Sam Raimi and... Sam Raimi actually handpicking the director and writer for for the movie. I I have high hopes for it because obviously they're the ones that created the franchise, so they're entrusting it to somebody. Just like they kind of helped pick out um, uh, Fide Alvarez when he did the the 2013 Evil Dead. They had a lot to do with how that was done. And it turned out wonderful, I thought. So, I mean, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm hyped for it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with this, especially if they do end up doing it in a, in a skyscraper. So, but we'll, we'll obviously know more as more information comes, because this is all just speculation right now that it's going to be taking place in a, in a skyscraper. Basically, all we know right now is it's called Evil Dead Rise. And uh, Bruce Campbell's not in it. So that's kind of really the only information we have as of right now. So, but. What if they like take inspiration from Die Hard and be like Evil Dead, Die Harder? (laughs) (laughs) Evil Dead Hard, Dead Harder. Evil Died Hard. I don't know. (laughs) Here's a here's a little fun little piece of uh, trivia anecdote. If you like the uh, Evil Dead Ash versus Evil Dead TV show, the uh, the main villain, I think it was in season two, not in season one. The 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 demon god Ball mm-hmm. that came back, the god of murder, that came straight out of Dungeons and Dragons. That is a Dungeons and Dragons uh, demon god of murder, and that the fact that he was the the villain in that show made me love it even more because i'm such a fucking nerd 
It's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, man. That's so good. I love it. Oh. Ash vs. Evil Dead was one of my favorite shows ever. It was so good. I loved it. The best part, hands down, the best part was that fucking demon, that fucking phase shift all over the place, and they trapped him, and he was, like, shaking mm-hmm. in the same spot. Man, it looks, the effects look so good. I've never seen CGI look so fucking good. Yeah. It's sad that that show got canceled. I'll be honest. I, I was so upset when that show got canceled. <laughs> Yeah, man, it. we need some more ghost beaters. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Apparently, Bruce Campbell was angry too. That's why. And that why isn't that why he just retired? Ash, he's just like I'm done. Yeah, yeah. After they canceled it, and he's just like, whatever, I'm done with all this. Yep, pretty much. Which I I can't blame him. I mean, he did it out of you get fired. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't have to and... come back and and do it, and yeah. he did. And then stars basically mishandled it and then obviously they canceled it even though it had its fan base and yeah yeah i mean i don't blame him for retiring the character after that so it is what it is i mean and you can't fault the guy i mean he's in his 60s now so i mean i don't blame him for not wanting to do the character Mm -hmm. anymore so I mean, it had to have been tough doing it for the three seasons he did because, I mean, that's a lot more than just doing for, like, a movie. I mean, obviously, you've got... They did 10 episodes a season, or uh, 10 episodes... uh, Yeah, a season, half-an-hour episodes. You're talking about a five-hour movie, basically. So (laughs) 15 hours worth of Ash in in the show, you know, versus the, what, six hours in the three movies? So... Plus, you know, the stories of Sam Raimi loving to torture Bruce Campbell anyway on set. Right. <laughs> with, with physicalities, as, as he mentioned before in documentaries. It's like, I like to torture him and just see what I can do and get away with. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it's like they're two college buddies. And like at the same time, he's they like doing this together. for the, the shoot. Hey, they're doing right. Right. And they're like doing this for the shoot. But they're also thinking... How funny would it be if I could get Bruce to do this bullshit? (laughs) (laughs) How many times can I get him to roll down this hill? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, And that's true friendship. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, the guy. I look up that hill, I'd be like, are you freaking kidding me? Oh, man. Just need one more, one more take. That's all we need. <laughs> one more take, and ends up being like thirty more takes. <laughs> oh, the light was off. We gotta do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Come to find out, they like the first take, anyways. So, <laughs> oh, that sounds about right. They weren't even filming the other takes. They're just <laughs> the camera. <was> <laughs> the camera's been off for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that would be great it's hilarious oh jesus so that's kind of what we have for um evil dead rises for for the little bit of tidbits that have come out uh up next uh shutter is actually getting geared up to release a bunch of stuff for the summertime so starting july 1st they're actually releasing a shit ton of like summer themed horror movies to kind of kick it off right away, they're releasing Sleepaway Camp 1, 2, and 3 on the 1st, as well as The Burning and Return of the Living Dead, uh, as well as some other things. Uh, about halfway through July, they're actually releasing Maniac Cop 1, 2, and 3. Fuck yeah. So, I mean, they've got a shit ton of stuff that they're they're bringing forth in July. And then oh. at the very end of July, which is what I'm most looking forward to, is they are releasing the four-plus-hour documentary in search of darkness, which I wanted to buy that when they were, you know, doing the pre-sale for it back when, but it was like 50 bucks and I did not want to spend that kind of money on a documentary. I didn't really know a whole lot about. So this is going to be nice to be able to see this and uh, check it out finally at the end of July. So I'm, I'm really pumped for that. They're making a second one. I did hear about that and that I, I got kind of excited for that too. So, I am so pumped. I, I I'm I, I love Shudder so much. I, I'm happy to see how much they've grown, especially over the last couple of years after they did the everything with Joe Bob and everything, and it's kind of helped boost their popularity and 
for them to be able to get some of these better known movies that may not be on other streaming services like this, I, I, I think it's great. So I'm 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 very happy and looking forward to what's coming forth here for the summertime. But so that's kind of what's going on with Shutter, and then to kind of end things off with the news here, just a couple tidbits about uh, blue upcoming Blu-rays. So Rob Zombie on Instagram recently uh, showed some artwork that's kind of in progress for a Firefly trilogy limited edition steelbooks. Steelbook box set that's supposedly coming soon. There's no official details yet, um, but he said to get ready to pre-order because it's going to be coming soon. So I'm I'm assuming we're going to hear something shortly here, probably before Halloween time. So I'm excited for that because was it a specific site he mentioned? Uh, no, he he did not mention anything specific for a site or anything. He just said to get ready to pre-order this because it's going to be limited and and whatnot. So. Um, I'm excited for it just because I have uh, three from hell on Blu-ray, but the other two devil's rejects and house of a thousand corpses I have on DVD. So I, I'm looking forward to get that. So I have them all on Blu-ray. So that's definitely one I'm looking forward to. Uh, for me, it's going to depend on like what kind of features and everything. And I don't know, maybe, maybe if the steel book looks enticing enough, cause I'm, I love steel books personally they're just mm-hmm. i don't know they're they're more fun to collect but as far as that goes i have the the first two on a horror two pack on blu-ray and i already got it signed by sid and you yep. there, you can't get sid's signature anymore because you know he's he's not with us so i don't know i might pick it up i still don't have the i don't have three from hell yet so i might be worth to get if for even for that too, but I, I just posted about the uh, the artwork that he was showing off, so you can take a look at that, and I'll okay. I'll have that in the show notes too. So if you want to check that out, check out the show notes, and you'll be able to see that artwork if you haven't seen it already. Um, it is on Rob Zombie's Instagram. So, but I'm I'm excited for that. But then also uh, coming out here in I believe September, right? Ted is uh, the release for Shivers and Little Monsters. Yeah, September 15th is the date for it. You can go to DiabolicDVD.com and pre-order a bundle they're offering. You can get both movies for only $23.99 plus $5 shipping. So, Which you were you saying go. is a pretty good deal for Vestron releases? Because... Oh, definitely. Because the past Vestron releases, and they're still this way, they're, it's like one movie for 30 bucks, basically, or close to it. It's It's expensive. And so to get be able to get two for the price of one um, is definitely a deal. But, of course, there's <laughs> speculation because you've got a new group of people behind this now. Apparently mm-hmm. the old team had been let go for whatever reason. And so we don't know if if it's going to have any bonus features. I mean, you assume because it's, it's still it has the same Vestron logo and it says collectors. Right. Series or edition, whatever. But with that price point, I mean, it's basically... Even on Target and other sites, it's like twelve something for per movie. So it's like, okay, are they cutting corners now? Or are they just not going to have bonus features and it's just the movies in HD? Or yeah, or are they, they just decided what the heck? We'll just make it cheap like this anyway. I don't know. I mean, obviously something has to be cut. I don't see them not cutting anything, but I don't know. Just. If you like the movies, go for it. That's what I did. I mean, I freaking pre-ordered that bundle. I was like, I'm going to... It is hard to pass up. I mean, two movies for that price yeah. is pretty good, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen... I've never seen Shivers, but... Yeah, me neither. Freaking Little Monsters, come on. How yeah, Fred I Savage. will be picking that one up, <laughs> for sure. Of course, you can buy them separately off of Diabolic, too, if you don't want one or the other, and it's only, like you said, it's like 12-something. Yeah, it's just it'll still be five dollars shipping. That's their shipping rate that they have. Right. <laughs> I think it'll be good, and even if it's kind of lacking in, in features. I mean, to have both of those is, yeah, as I think is a must, at, at least for me, because I've always loved Little Monsters. Like I was talking about with you guys earlier, it's it was a childhood favorite of mine, and then Shivers. I've always wanted to see. It's one I. Just like you, I haven't been able to see yet, so I'm I'm excited to be able to get that to be able to see that because I love Cronenberg. So 
I've always loved Cronenberg's work, so it's it's a must own for me. He's one of those directors that I, I have a so so with. Some of his movies I like, some I don't. Mm-hmm. Same, yeah. I love but scanners. I love the Dead Zone stuff like that. Yeah, but I haven't seen Shivers. So I mean, the plot is interesting. A virus that turns people into sex maniacs in this apartment complex. So I'm like. Okay, I'll give this one a shot. This sounds a little wild. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I like weird stuff, like you said, you know. So, I'm like, okay, I'll give it a chance. And if yeah. I don't like it, I can always sell it anyway. So Yeah, there you go. Well, at the very least, you should definitely get the Little Monsters release, just in case to be safe, because if not, yeah. someone might put piss in your apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> sorry it was me (laughs) it was late and i thought i was in the bathroom and i thought that was the toilet (laughs) someone put piss in my apple juice (laughs) oh little monster i love it that's so good that's so so good but also there's one more thing um yeah the the uh, spinoff movie from the Puppet Master franchise, Blade the Iron Cross, is now available to stream on Full Moon's channels. Um, I didn't realize that it came out already. I knew that they yeah, were making just it. just the other day. Okay. So. Something else to check I, out. <laughs> they're going to make me pay six ninety nine just so I can watch it. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's about the standard rate for a regular movie rental, though. Well, it's yeah, six, six sure. bucks, seven bucks. I wish I could just rent it. I really don't need their streaming because I can like, <laughs> have everything that they release. Right. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I could understand if they had stuff that was specifically on streaming that did, they didn't have on disc. But when, yeah, I mean, I I have a good portion of Full Moon stuff. And I, I don't have a lot, man. I have a very, very small collection. Yeah, but I haven't, I haven't seen a whole lot of Full Moon. I didn't really. I missed that train growing up. I wasn't really that big into it. I mean, I like, I got the Puppet Master. Like, I want to say it's like seven or eight movies on DVD, mm-hmm. and then I got uh, Sorority Babes, and that's it. Okay. Yeah. You have to grow that collection there, young grasshopper. <laughs> Full Moon was a huge part of my childhood. Yeah. Puppet Master was definitely a huge, huge, huge part of my growing up, especially yeah, into horror. Puppet Master, Puppet Master, Trancer, Subspecies. Yep. All that good stuff. Doll Man, Demonic Toys. Mm-hmm. All that good All that stuff. My, 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 I mean, I grew up past the golden age of horror so my my uh watching was all over the place i mean right. i watched like life force and species and puppet master and then i watched 90s horror and a lot of like the 80s classic horror i didn't even start watching until i was in my later teens okay species is great yeah species i think it was like a three-part series yeah, they, made, yeah. they made four of them, and all of them are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. Yeah. I enjoy them. <clears throat> it's good stuff. That That's sci-fi horror. I mean, they're aliens, yep. essentially. They're aliens that are looking to fuck. That's, <laughs> that's pretty the much. best kind. <laughs> pretty probably much. Probably sex up aliens when I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> all the only aliens I get want to put shit in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> stick crap down my throat and it bursts through my chest. Right, Ted, that's the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> oh so man. Every time he uses that gas on me, I wake up. I feel weird and cheap and used. <laughs> but you get a pudding pop. 
I'm afraid that's what he gave me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Oh, that's good. That's that's classic. Anyways, <laughs> so we're we're talking a lot about movies, especially Blu-rays right now. And actually that's what we're going to be talking about tonight is uh different like boutique distributors that are for horror movies and kind of what our favorites are and what we kind of look forward to. Cause I mean, there's, there's definitely a few cause obviously you can go to like a Best Buy or Target or Walmart or wherever to buy movies. But a lot of times you're not going to be able to find a lot of the good, good horror movies or stuff that's more obscure. And that's kind of what we want to kind of highlight tonight is because there's a lot more horror out there besides Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, you know, kind of the name, big name, you know, things in horror. There's a lot more out there to experience and to love. And and so we, we do want to kind of highlight that tonight and just kind of take a look at some of our favorites uh, for these companies that distribute these kind of harder to find movies. So. Let's go ahead and talk about that a little bit. I mean, first off, you, we've, we talk about it almost weekly, is Vinegar Syndrome. Vinegar Syndrome is by far my favorite out of all of them. And I've, I know I've said that quite a few times. But, I mean, you, you get so much from them. And they're, they're very, very good about what they put into restoring these harder-to-find movies and, like, features they have their whole uh, Vinegar Syndrome archive line that they do kind of separately from, like, their normal releases. I And honestly, for the price that you get for all these movies, it's kind of hard to beat because you can find all these, like, older, obscure movies that you would have never heard of. And the amount of work that they put into these movies to restore them and for the price point that they sell them at is, like, unbelievable because it's... I, I can't even imagine the painstaking process of trying to convert these over to digital and then, you know, fixing things and the post-processing of them. It, it's It's got to be so in-depth, and they put a lot of love and care into these movies, and that's probably why... I love Vinegar Syndrome so much. And plus, they're just stand-up people. I mean, they, they always take care of their customers. You can always find them usually typically at bigger conventions. They'll usually have a table there selling all of their movies, which is great. And that's kind of where I bought my first few Vinegar Syndrome titles from, is is from a, a one of our local um, conventions. And so... That's kind of how I got my collection started. And it's kind of grown from there, and now I'm a subscriber, so I, I highly suggest Vinegar Syndrome. It's it's definitely my favorite out of the bunch. Yeah, Vinegar Syndrome is my favorite. Um, I've heard in the past couple of years, or a couple of years ago, I heard that they actually own, their, own the equipment they use to remaster their movies. I don't know if that's true. That's just what I've heard around the. That's what I've heard, too the get-go but uh yeah i mean they get some of these obscure movies some that even i've never seen before right and i'll buy them and watch them and i'm like oh man that's awesome like blood games blood games was a staple of the video rental store right at the end of the 80s and the early 90s yep you know i always always saw it saw the vhs cover with the which of course you can uh if you buy the blu-ray you can flip it over to that artwork with the the girl with the baseball bat and her the baseball team behind her but um i never really rented it and watched it and so that's one of the movies of course that i bought from their sale because it was one of their new releases and flipping loved it i mean they can just introduce you to a movie that you never you never saw or at some point you never knew existed yeah and you can fall in love with that movie and it for the most part, I mean, it looks so beautiful the way they remastered it, and then they can get you know the interviews they got, like um, for Blood Games. I mean, one of the uh, one of the special features is uh, the main girl in the movie. They got an interview with her, but because of COVID and everything, it had to be done <clears throat> through a video chat. But they still did it. So I mean, you know, <clears throat> they go the extra mile, and um, yeah, I appreciate the support. 
Yeah, the one thing I, uh, the other thing I was going to touch on with regards to like vinegar syndrome and just kind of my experience with them is, you know, honestly, with with all the movies that they have and all the ones I've bought from them, uh, it, watching them reminds me of like when I was younger when we would rent movies from like a mom and pop type of video store, where you you always went there and you always find kind of the weird horror movies. It wasn't like a blockbuster video or Hollywood video or something like that where it was like all the mainstream movies. It was it was the ones where you would go to find the kind of weird and obscure like B-rated movie horror movies. So that's what I love with it is it kind of gives me that feeling all over again is, you know, uh, a lot of nostalgia with it is honestly what mm-hmm. it all comes down to. But there's... Plus- Plus, the, the, these people, this company, they actually care and love about what they're doing. They, they love film. They love genre, exploitation films, horror films, action films. They love it all. So that really helps. They're not just in it to make a buck, you know. They're right. doing it for the love of, of the whole genre. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's for sure. So that's uh, Vinegar Syndrome. Now, you can't talk about these type of places without talking about shout factory uh shout factory is definitely kind of one of the bigger ones and um but their quality has gone down in recent years and their customer service really sucks ass i mean it's (laughs) like shout factory used to be my favorite like my go-to for getting movies and stuff but over the last few years i mean their prices are outrageous most of the time and you know, the, obviously, the quality of of their product has gone way downhill. It's not like what it used to be. And yeah, I mean, to get like we were talking about this, we we didn't talk about this on the on the podcast, but recently they did kind of their out of print sale, uh, where they had a bunch of stuff that was going out of print, and they had a sale on it. And they're they're a big company, okay? They're not some small rinky dink company like some of these ones that we are probably going to be talking about kind of like vinegar syndrome where they're kind of a smaller man crew trying to put out all these orders, which by the way, I got my order within three weeks from vinegar syndrome and it was their biggest sale thus far. So kudos to them for having a very, very small crew and getting all these thousands and thousands of orders out uh, because they did an amazing job, but for shout factory for having something in stock that is going out of print, it took them over a month, almost a month and a half for them to get me the three movies that just I ordered ship. from them. Not just to ship. Get, just for them to ship it and you get your notice. Yep. That was that was insane. And I'm with you on that. I mean, Shout Factory is a bigger operation. And then you have all these other companies like Vinegar Syndrome or Ronin Flicks mm-hmm. or Diabolic DVD who are extremely small or in some cases might only have like two or three people working on these sites and they're getting orders out like that. But shout factories just kicking their shoes and they're kicking their feet and just, you know, or dragging their feet, whatever the saying is. I don't know. I'm crazy right now. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, it was, it, there was, there was no point in that. You, I don't, you can't blame COVID for everything. No. And so that, that's shout factories just, just you know dropping the ball there right yeah i bought um i bought uh sleepaway camp two and three when they were first going out of print and that was way before covid and that i got sleepaway camp three in about two weeks and i got sleepaway camp two it was like two months yeah (laughs) which is crazy to me because the only companies other than like bigger distributors like amazon and things like that that i bought from is shout factory and i bought some things from hamilton and when i bought from hamilton books they told me it would be at least a week and i got it in like three fucking days yep. yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah i don't know what's happened with shout factory they used to not be that way they used to ship things out really quickly yeah um, when I had I had pre-ordered from them Return of the Living Dead Part 2 a couple of, it was like two years ago, I got my package, you know, in the mail. The slipcover was damaged, so I emailed them, and they, they shipped me out a new slipcover 
you know, really fast and I got it in perfect condition. But now it's just like people can't even get an email back from them anymore. It's just I don't know right. what's going on. I don't I don't want to buy from them directly anymore. No. Yeah, I've after especially after the out of print whole debacle. I mean, I'm pretty much done buying from Shout Factory directly. Now, yeah. the one exception may be that Vincent Price collection that they're reprinting. And uh, I may end up getting that because I wanted that in the beginning, but I missed out on that the first time around. But beyond that. I I won't go directly through them any, anymore. Just and which is kind of sad because, you know, the first movies I got from Shout Factory were the Halloween DVDs, so two and three, when they mm-hmm. released those. So those were pretty big. Day of the Dead was another one that I ended up picking up. You know, kind of in the beginning, and then obviously the Halloween box set because that was fucking amazing when they released yeah. that. Um, but I mean, that's there. Far cry away from, you know, the company they were back then, in my opinion. If, if it turns out that they're the one, if they're actually releasing the Friday 13th box set that's supposed to be coming out, I'll pre-order it from them just to get it locked in. But Right. <clears throat> but other than that, I just don't want to order anything small when I can just order it from somewhere else, and I know I'll get it on time. Yeah. Not not even not not specifically on time. I just know I'll get it at a decent amount of time. I should say, right? Not a month and a half for stuff that they already no. have in stock. Yeah, yeah. Especially that's with it. Vinegar Syndrome, they close. I mean, Vinegar Syndrome, they close their their store down so they can get you know the orders out from the sale, <clears throat> and they just opened the the store back up. So it took them a month to ship everything out which is a lot. I mean, they made more money from this sale than they did from the Black Friday sale back in November, which is saying something cuz yeah, so I mean, and they only they only shut down the the site for a month so they can work and they're working 7 days a week. It wasn't just 5 days, okay, we'll see Monday. They were doing every single day packaging things and then you know, shipping and putting them in the mail, shipping them out. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, they freaking worked their tails off. Which is why they posted on their site, we're not, any orders made now won't be shipped out till July 1st because they're taking like a week off. And I'm just like, man, take two weeks off. Y'all freaking right. deserve it. Like, I don't even yeah. mind that they haven't gotten back to me about, you know, the stuff I've emailed them about because I know that they've been working their asses off, yeah. you know, for their customers because they have fucking amazing customer service. So, they, yeah, it's impeccable. Yeah, it's by far definitely my favorite. On on top of the quality of their product, I mean they're they got quality customer service, so it's they're they're by far my favorite for sure. But so yeah. and and you know honestly, I don't mean to shit on Shout Factory. It's just frustrating that they went from being so good, but it's almost like they became too big for themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. And now they're quality sucks their customer service sucks everything's suffering because honestly i think they just got too big and which they, they, they think they're too big to fall now or whatever right i'm like nah don't don't get don't don't start thinking that way that's when you start messing up right look what's going on <laughs> yeah exactly but that's enough that's such a, i'm just saying it's such a convenient way to blame everything that's going on right now right on that just like no i'm not stupid it's not because of that yeah but that's that's enough shitting on shot factory for one night we'll, we'll we'll leave that be for another night but uh what's some of the other ones that you like uh shopping through ted because i i know vinegar syndrome's kind of mine and only i've only kind of dabbled in some of the other ones i haven't really gotten a whole lot from anybody else so you'd be kind of more of the expert of kind of some of the other ones that are really good well, um, I do like the Vestra Online through Lionsgate because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have Return of the Living Dead 3 on Blu-ray. We wouldn't get Chopping Mall on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. Blood Diner, The Waxwork uh, 1 and 2, Chud 2, Bud the Chud. I don't care what anybody says. I love that movie. <laughs> that is a great movie. So, I mean, none of, I mean, and not only are they on Blu-ray, but they're given the collector's edition treatment, interviews, commentaries, the whole works. So, I really love the Vestron line. The prices can get a little too steep since, you know, basically close to $30. It's just like, darn. 
you know, that's a lot of money for one movie, but I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, we're getting movies that otherwise never would have been released. I mean, some a lot of those movies <clears throat> weren't even released on DVD until I want to say 2013, 2014 when right. Lions, Lionsgate, you know, because I know you have this DVD set also. They put out that eight movie DVD set like that has Chud 2, Ghoulies 3, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, and then the ones that already had an HD master, those are the ones that got the Blu-ray releases in the beginning, so... I said I like the Vestron line. I don't own every Vestron line. <coughs> Excuse me, I don't own every Vestron release, but I own the ones that I really want. I really wanted and love. <laughs> kind of the ones that matter. <laughs> yeah, the only one I don't have that matters to me is Beyond Reanimator. I still haven't picked that one up. Yet. Yeah, that's one I gotta get. I gotta get that's that one. The only Reanimator movie I need on Blu-ray to complete my collection for that. But Vestron's good. Severin Films, they put out quality stuff. They just don't put out a lot of stuff that I care about. Um, like last year, they did. I, I bought from them um, the Killer Crocodile Parts 1 and 2 set. And it was a limited edition because because um, Part 2 was in the set. But if you buy it from Amazon, you only get Part 1. So okay. I don't know if that was a licensing thing or what, but... I was like, nah, I'm buying it for both of them. So I spent the money and got both of them. <clears throat> but, I mean, Severin's good. Kino Lorber is good. They released some quality stuff, too. Horror, action, the classic stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you just go to their website. You'll see they have tons of stuff there. Yeah. And whenever they have a sale, it's pretty cool. You can get some stuff for a... Uh, Buy in bulk, it'll be better, <clears throat> much cheaper, especially with the shipping. Their shipping is outrageous, but if you buy $50 or more, then you get free shipping, so that was good. Yeah, the few times yeah. I've looked at Kino, um, I haven't really found anything yet that I've really wanted from them. I, I, I see a lot of yeah. good, like, quality stuff that they have, but I just haven't mm-hmm. found anything yet that I've that's really, like, caught my eye. I have a nice little little collection from them. Like Black Moon Rising, that's a movie written by John Carpenter. It stars Tom Lee Jones, Linda Hamilton. Okay. Um, movie from my childhood, Space Camp. I bought that. Star Crystal, which is one of the weirdest sci-fi horror films that I've ever watched, but I fell in love with because <laughs> it's just so bizarre. Like the first half of the movie, it's like alien. You have this alien creature killing these people on this ship. Then the second half of the movie, it's like ET. alien becomes the survivor's friends and they have like philosophical discussion it's so bizarre i remember watching it when i got my when i i bought that movie from them from the black friday sale and Mm -hmm. i was sitting it must have been a friday or saturday night i was just sitting there and i popped it in and started watching it and i think my jaw literally dropped as the tone (laughs) completely changed and i'm like what is going on here and then i'm just watching it and the movie ends and I'm laughing. I mean, I'm laughing out of pure joy that I was able to witness this bizarre little movie. That's great. Because the alien creature spoilers, if you haven't seen this yet, but the alien creature, he's like, I didn't know what death was. So I didn't realize what I was doing. And so basically (laughs) people are like, Okay, we forgive you. And then they like become friends and they help him. It's so weird. It's so freaking bizarre. I can't can't even say it with a straight face. You just have to see it for yourself. It's so good. Oh my God. It's so weird. It's one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. (laughs) Starts out straight horror film and then turns into E.T. in the end. It's crazy. I mean, they've released so much stuff, and I've I've bought some stuff from them. There's still some more I want to buy from them. I just haven't yet. Yeah. I mean, those are the main labels um, that do their best to work hard and get stuff out. Oh, what about Arrow? Arrow and Criterion. Yeah, Arrow does some good stuff, too. Heck, they're freaking releasing Mall Rats in September. So, Which I'm looking forward to. I'm yeah. so looking forward to that. 
I've got the Universal Blu-ray, but that one doesn't really have anything. It's it's got the unrated and theatrical cut, and I think that's about it. I could be wrong. I don't remember. Yeah, I have the uh, original um, DVD that was mm-hmm. released from Mallrats, so that's what I have. So I've had that for I don't even know how many years now. So I'm excited for that. It, it'll be nice to get that yeah. on Blu-ray. But open. That means like maybe we can get like chasing Amy from them or something also, which would be great. That'd be great. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, Arrow, of course. I mean, they've released some great stuff like Hills Have Eyes one into mm-hmm. the originals. Um, Last House on the Left, just just a bunch of stuff. Uh, some don't to- don't torture a duckling from Lucio Fulci. They, yep, they released that. They've released just a a bunch of stuff. I mean, re, the original Reanimator. I bought their limited edition when it came out a couple of years ago. It's fantastic. It comes with a comic book and everything. It's. I wish I would have gotten that. I I didn't move on that when that came out, which I've kind of kicked myself for. I mean, I ended up buying their Blu-ray of it, but I wish I would have gotten the limited edition. Sean was the same way. Because I only paid like twenty bucks for it because the price went down for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. When, because I had it on pre-order, and then the price dropped down before it shipped out, so I only paid twenty bucks for it. And Sean just kept kicking himself. He's like, "I wish I would have just bought that. It was so cheap." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," because it comes with like. It's been a while since I watched that. I think it's like two or three versions of the movie itself. Oh wow! <laughs> at least two. I know we. I know we get two at least. I think there's a third version. But um. Yeah, I mean, Arrow and Criterion, of course, does good work. Criterion releases more of the, for the most part, the artsy-fartsy stuff that I like to call. (laughs) But they release some other stuff, too, like Weird Science. Oh, no, wait, that was Arrow. Yeah, that was Arrow. The the Breakfast Club. They released The Breakfast Club, which is good. They had that Night of the Living Dead release that we've talked about a lot on the podcast, which is beautiful. Probably my favorite Criterion release, just because of all the Mm -hmm. work that went into it. So, um, then the other two from them that I have is, uh, their Cronenberg releases of scanners and Videodrome. Yeah. I have scanners. I don't have Videodrome. I scanners. Love... I love scanners. First time I saw that movie, I fell in love with that movie. Mm-hmm. Me too. Not, not the best head exploding scene, but one of the best. Exactly. Cause that honor <laughs> goes to maniac with Tom Savini <laughs> by far. But yeah, so that's kind of what we have for you guys tonight regarding uh, these labels and whatnot, where you can hopefully you can use this information that we've given you. I know we kind of went on a little bit about this, but hopefully you can use this information to find new movies that you can fall in love with through whether it's Vinegar Syndrome, Arrow, Severin, Vestron, or whoever, you know, explore a little bit, find more than just the Friday the 13th and the Halloween's of the world's. You know, there's there's plenty of stuff out there to kind of sink your teeth into and, and get to know and, and, and love. So we, we hope that this was informational for you guys. Uh, we do appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode. As always, you can reach out to us through our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all our at CLS podcast. We appreciate, che- we appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode. And as we leave, Ted, do you have any final words of wisdom for us? Well, you know, they say laughing, laughter is the best medicine, right? Mm-hmm. But if you start laughing without any reason, they think you need medicine. That's actually a good point. <laughs> you can't you can't spell manslaughter without laughter. Think about it. That's they, true. Well, don't don't be careful when you follow the masses because sometimes that M is silent. <laughs> that one's good i like that one oh, there we go that, that's how go. you end the night <laughs> <laughs> all right we will see you guys next week thanks for joining us today for the cls podcast check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag cls podcast until next time Stay safe, campers.